It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show on ESPN UP, the ESPN UP app. Hi, everybody. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. Busy week for teams around the state of Michigan. A big week. You have teams in the regional finals looking to move into the semis. You've got eight man teams in the semis looking to set the field for the championship stage, which will be next week once again in Marquette at the Superior Dome as the eight-man titles will be decided right here in Marquette County. Once again, Tanner Hoops with you, and we will be discussing quite a bit over the next hour. We'll be talking Ishpeming Hematite football along with Escanaba, Augre Sims, Pickford, Breckenridge, everything in between. All that and more coming up throughout the day right here on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Glad that you're with us. We're happy to be with you. If you haven't already, be sure to download our mobile app. You can get the link from our website. It's a free app with plenty of content, including online broadcasts, on-demand content. You can hear the Coaches Show Saturday morning, Friday afternoon, whichever, whenever. You can get the Sports Pen. You can get Westwood Patriot Athletics. And again, live broadcast not only with us, but from ESPN National Syndicate broadcast that includes Golick and Wingo, the Will Kane show, Stephen A. Smith, uh, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts, uh, Spain and Fitz, whatever your pleasure is, you can get it with the ESPN UP mobile app. It's free and you can get it from our website, the Apple iStore or Google Play. Well, a few coaches to dive right into and talk about. We'll start out with Ishpeming Hematite head coach Jeff Olson. His team coming off a 38-0 win over West Iron County. Coach, maybe a little slow getting out of the gate in that game, but in the end you have a strong second quarter. It continues into the second half. You get to shut out West Iron County for the second time this season and have your chance to play for a regional championship against Breckenridge. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, things went well uh, offensively and defensively other than our second drive when we drove down to the five-yard line and ended up fumbling, giving, the ball, giving them the ball back. Um, you know, that's what we did the first time we played them, fumbled five, three times in the first half, which, which really cost us. But, um, you know, we were able to bounce back after that and thought we controlled the line of scrimmage both offensively and defensively and, you know, clicked on all cylinders. Tell me about your team's ability to force turnovers and wreak havoc. Yeah, I, you know, it's something that's happened all year. Um, you know, we scored two touchdowns um, through special teams, four touchdowns defensively, which doesn't happen very often. So it's a very opportunistic team. Um, you know, you like to say we're causing those turnovers because of our physicality or hustle. You know, you never know. But um, the, the bottom line is our kids are playing hard. Um, they're doing the right things. Um, you know, the technique gets better all the time. And, you know, since um, week five, we haven't been giving up the big plays, so that's a big positive for us. Tell me what practice looked like this week as you gear up for the regional final. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as, as you get along, you know, the practices are, are, are shorter. Um, they're not as intense. It's more just, um, you know, getting down our responsibilities. And we're playing against a team that we've never played before. Um, they run a different offense than we've seen all year. So it's kind of getting our ducks, all our ducks in order making sure everybody's responsibilities are being covered and, and doing it with the proper technique. Well, as you alluded to, Breckenridge is somebody Ishpeming's never had in school history. Is that something that can benefit you, or how do you look at that as you get later into the season? Well, both. Um, you know, sometimes you don't know what coaches are used to doing, what they're thinking, uh, so, you, so you take that into consideration. But, you know, it's exciting playing new teams. You know, they don't know what we what we normally do. So, we, you know, maybe we can get away with some things that, um, 
we can't against some teams that play us every year that know know kind of what we like to do. But you know, it's both on both sides, so it's a, it's a wash. But um, you know, for us, it's a lot more exciting playing somebody that you never played before. You know, it uh, it's um, you know it's an it, it's exciting week. Um, you know, you're doing something different. That's what you need at this time of the year because. You know, kid, you know, we get get out of that same routine. So I think it's good for both teams. You told me before that they have an uncharacteristic offense you haven't seen yet before. What is it that makes them so unique offensively? Well, they're going to spread us out. Teams don't usually spread us out, you know, up here. And then they do a veer offense, which is a read offense. They're going to they're going to read as the play is going on whether you know a fullback's going to take it, the quarterback's going to take it, or he's going to pitch it to. Uh, to a you know a tailback or or even a play action, so they kind of read as they go, which you know those types of offenses are hard to stop because they're going to react to what you're doing as a defensive team. So again, we have to make sure everybody knows their responsibilities, everybody's carrying out the proper technique to have people in the right areas and to not open up you know huge holes for for their skilled kids to run through. Defensively, what are they going to look like? Well. They, they switch it up a little bit. They switch from a 40, 40 front to a 50 front. So, you know, that's where, you know, if we would have played them more often, we'd know a feel for what they're going to do. So we're going to prepare, prepare for both. Um, you know, this late in the year, you've seen pretty much every defense. So hopefully we can adapt, you know, if they change things up, you know, as the game goes on. On paper, they look pretty good defensively with eight shutouts this year. They've outscored opponents 400-43. to You got to see them go up against a really good Johannesburg-Lewiston team last week. Anything on film that stood out to you from the 37-12 win? Well, they're very fast. They're very fast and athletic. Um, you know, they two of their skilled kids that get the ball a lot were on their state champion 400 relay team. Um, their quarter, you know, their running back is just fourth year starting. Um you know, a lot of those kids have been playing for three years. Their quarterback's a very good one. He's very elusive. Um, you know, and he's been playing starting for three years. So they got a lot of experience. Um, they're big up front. And, um, you know, they can score on any one play. How much of an advantage, if any, is it that you get to host this kind of a game? I think it's huge. You know, they're tra- traveling a long way. Um, the weather's not supposed to be the greatest. So we, we get a little the, little of the comforts of home, which... Um, you know, are nice, and we get to sleep in our own bed. So, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, um, uh, you know, a, a good advantage for us. But, uh, you know, once you get inside the white lines and once the horn goes off, you know, everything's even after that. Coach, the biggest key to your guys taking care of business, doing what they need to do to get a win on Saturday is what? Well, we, you know, as we always say, we have to take care of what we know and what we do. Um, you know, we got to keep the ball in our hands. Um, long suspended drive so their athletes don't get chances to uh, to score touchdowns and make big gains you know like I said they're very athletic so the more you keep the ball out of their hands the better for us um, and we can't turn the ball over because what that does is it kills our momentum kills our drives but again gives them more opportunity to uh, to do some good things coach as always thanks for taking the time to talk with us best of luck against Breckenridge all right thank you I appreciate it once again, our thanks to Jeff Olson and the Ishpeming Hematite football program, allowing us inside their program each and every week, giving us the time to talk. And what a magical run they're having over there in Ishpeming. But it's not an unusual one, not unique by any stretch. 
You think back to 2015, the undefeated season, culminating with a state championship 13-0. That comes on the heels of a 14-0 season back in 2013, which also ended with Ishpeming hoisting the state championship trophy. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. We've got plenty more football to go over. It's a good weekend for football around the state of Michigan. Eight-man tickets to the state finals to be punched. And 11-player teams are trying to find their way to the state semifinals. We'll keep breaking it down for you. Keep it tuned right here to ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Time now to talk Escanaba Eskimo football with head coach Dave Howes. His team coming off a 14-13 win over Alma in the district championship. Moving on to the regional contest against Grand Rapids Catholic Central on Saturday. Coach, congrats on last week's win. A wonderful game. Tell me a little about the atmosphere there and a little bit of the postgame celebration. Yeah, the atmosphere was crazy. Um, you know, we beat Elma two times in a row for the district ch- championship, so um, their fans were excited, their their players were excited, their coaches actually came to Escanaba to watch their first game against Wellington, so uh, they were ready to go. It was a crazy atmosphere. We also bought a, bought a fan bus, so um, Escanaba had a good showing there too. Well, it's a long trip. How did you guys stay fresh during that and uh, keep the focus on football? Yeah, just one of those things where we don't change the routine at all. We keep the same routine. It's just like a normal business trip on the bus, and uh, we stayed in Mount Pleasant the night before. Um, yeah, the kids were fresh, we're ready to go, and like I said, we stay consistent with what we do. Tell me about the game itself. What aspects were you uh, liking what you saw to your squad, and maybe where do you want to adjust and improve? Uh, just yeah, it's one of those things where you know the adjustments you know usually come during the game. Uh, we do what we do, and then you know if things aren't going though way we need to we have you know a great leadership seniors on our team that uh, when we make adjustments it, it, it goes by really quick and um you know i'm trusting you know our kids with uh, what they do did uh penalties fumbles what have you turnovers how'd that affect the game for either team yeah we had uh we had four turnovers i believe they had four turnovers too so it was sloppy conditions um the field was absolutely uh, horrendous um really muddy slippery it was windy out um so like i said um, it plays, you know, both teams with uh, turnovers, but um, we adjusted. We overcame a few things, and uh, like we said, we scored with uh, three minutes left in the game, and um, our defense was awesome the whole game. Greg throws for 141 yards and then rushes for another 59. Tell me a little about what he brings to the table as far as being one of the top quarterbacks in the UP. Yeah, just one of those things where, you know, each time we play, um, our opponents are always, you know, keen on Craig Kazeen. Um And Craig just, you know, he makes plays with his arm, with his feet. Um, I, I believe he's the top player in the UP by far. Is what he's been doing this year. Um, 
because just having him on my team, having him for two years in a row as a quarterback has been just, uh, you know, just awesome. He's a special player. What's practice look like this week as you gear up for the regionals? Uh, practice has been, uh, just like I said, we keep the same routine, consistent. Um, you know, we're putting in our defense as far as what they want to do offensively and vice versa. Um, so kids are, hey, they're still hungry. They still want to go. We know we're playing against a very, very good team. Um, but like I said, we're, we're rolling right now with confidence. Well, Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, obviously one of the powers in the state. Tell me what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah, they are loaded with talent. Very well coached every year. Um, they got some, a lot of stars back from last year, and they just come at you. They, they pass the ball. They run the ball. They're very well balanced. Defensively, I only think they gave up, uh, I think they gave up 10, to, 10 to 12 points maybe in the playoffs this year. So they're fast. They fly the ball. They're physical, and like I said, they're very well coached. They're a tough team. What kind of scheme will they run at you offensively? Uh, offensively, they're going to spread it out. Uh, they got uh, two quarterbacks they use. Um, they're both, I think, both six four, six five. Um, but like I said, they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, spread you out, and go tight. They're just uh, they're loaded with weapons. Um, so we just got to be ready. Well, when you have that old adage where if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. How do they balance it so well? From what you've seen, how do they balance a the two quarterback system? Yeah, I mean, either quarterback can run or throw. Um, so it's not like here's a running quarterback, here's a throwing quarterback. It's you know, they keep you on your toes, and they, they you know, like I said, they use, utilize all the weapons. Like last year, they used, they had Fugate for the running back, and they, they ran, ran, ran with him. Or this year, they can run with a few guys, they can throw to a few guys, use two quarterbacks. They're just so well balanced. Kind of scary, actually. How about defensively? What do they look like? Uh, defensively, they, uh, I think they got about seven guys back from last year. Um, you know, sometimes they play a three front, sometimes they'll play a four front. Um, they're fast, they're physical, they fly to the ball. Um, like I said, I think they only gave up 14 points in the last two uh, playoff games. Um, they're, they're really, really good. So we just got to stay uh, true to what we do and try to execute. How's your team looking as far as health, what have you, get into the late season in November? Everybody staying healthy? Yeah, as far as this is uh, week 12 going in, um, we're pretty healthy, uh, knock on wood. Uh, so like I said, it's just one of those things where we're in week 12 and we're healthy. I'm, I'm very happy where we're at with that. Well, everybody knows what Central Catholic is going to bring to the table. You have that respect for them with what they've built down there. How confident are your guys going into it? Because they're playing some great football themselves. Yeah, just one of those things where we've played them two years in a row. We, we know what they're all about. We know uh, their stadium is a $9 million stadium. So uh, the kids know what it's all about, what it looks like. Um, so we're not nervous. We're not intimidated. We're just going to play our style of football and try our hardest and see what happens. Coach, uh, you took the fan bus down last week. Is there anything Eskimo fans need to know if they're trying to make the trip down to Grand Rapids this weekend? Uh, just stay <laughs> dress warm. It's going to be very cold. It's like uh, 25 mile an hour winds. Uh, it's going to be under 20 degrees with the uh, real feel. Um, so they say bring blankets, stay warm, um, be loud, and cheer on your Eskimos. Coach, as always, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks, Tanner. Dave Howes, the head football coach at Escanaba High School, on headset with us, kind enough to talk and preview his matchup this weekend against Grand Rapids Catholic Central, a perennial power. And we're going to be hearing from their head coach, getting their take on things coming up here in just a few minutes. They will take on Grand Rapids Catholic Central on Saturday afternoon, a regional championship on the line as the Eskimos try to move themselves to the state semifinals. But what a great season that Escanaba has had so far. They started out 2-2. Two and two. Since then, 
They've won seven straight games. They're 9-2 and two entering play this weekend. You know what Grand Rapids Central Catholic is all about and what they bring to the table. You look at the success that Grand Rapids Central Catholic has had. 470 school wins dating back to 1950. 450 football victories. Their winning percentage, 701. 701. They have made the playoffs 58 of the last 69 years. So breaking down the Cougars down in Grand Rapids, they have outscored opponents 424 to 126 this season. They are in the playoffs again for the 11th straight year. Last time they failed to do so was the last time they had a losing season back in 2007. They are 10 and 1. Their only loss coming all the way back on August 31st against Celine. That came by a score of 17 to 7. They won the OK Blue Conference. They won their pre-district matchup 59 to 7 against Spring Lake, and then they thumped Whitehall in the district championship. 42 to 7. Other notable wins this year Muskegon Heights, Zeeland East, Sparta, Coopersville, Allendale, Spring Lake again, Grand Rapids West Catholic, and Comstock Park. Teams that they have defeated this season. It's just the third meeting ever that they have taken on Escanaba, but those last two meetings have come in the last two years. November 11 of 2016, they met in the postseason. That was also in the regional round, a 34 to nothing win for the Cougars. And then last year on November 17th, they met in the state semifinal round, picking up a 24 nothing win on the Eskimos en route to their state championship, which they won over Edwardsburg. 42-31. to 31. The defending state champs trying to get right back to Ford Field. The road has to run through Grand Rapids, and it's going to have to run through the Escanaba Eskimos once again. And Escanaba still never scored on Grand Rapids Catholic Central in school history. They try to change that tide this weekend when they take on the Cougars for a trip to the state semifinals. We've got more coming up on the Coaches Show. As promised, you will hear from Grand Rapids Catholic Central Head Coach Todd Kloster. That interview and more coming up after this on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. And each year, it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well. And if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Time now to talk Grand Rapids Catholic Central football with head coach Todd Colster as his team gets set to take on Escanaba. Coach, so far title defense has gone well. Give me a quick summary of how your season's gone from your eyes. Well, it's, uh, it, it's been a good year. We've had uh, certainly our senior class has, has been excellent. They've, they've really risen to the challenge. You know, I've, I've been very hard on them, very critical of them throughout uh, the off season, into the season, 
and uh, I'm really proud of all of them and, and their response to this point. And that's that's really kind of led us to this point. And um, you know, being ten and one, nine and one, what I don't, I, whatever we are, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a great year. Um, we've gotten better each week, which has been great to see. Um, you know, we uh, we're trying to define some things early in the year and. As the year has gone on, I think we've we've uh, kind of figured out who we are. Your only loss was all the way back in August against Division One Selene. Tell me how your team has grown since that game and since the preseason to what they are now. Well, I think that game, you know, it was a tough tough game for us. I mean, obviously Selene, really good program, um, really well coached program, and and their kids are tough, hard nosed kids, and so, you know, we we. We made some mistakes in that game that were pretty uncharacteristic of our program. Um, and so we kind of had to go back, look ourselves in the mirror, starting with me as the head coach all the way down um, and, uh, you know, and kind of get our, get our stuff back organized and, and get ourselves ready to go. And, and, uh, and, and we certainly rebounded with a huge win over Zealand uh, East the following week. Uh, because I think they're one heck of a football team as well. And, uh, and then, you know, our guys believed. Our guys believed that we were at Saline, and, you know, they're, you know, large school, obviously, but they still only got to play with 11 guys. You know, as I told our guys, you know, the, uh, unless, uh, unless they get to play with 15 guys on the field, what's the, what's the difference, you know, in terms of the size? So, um, yeah, and so, and then, you know, Zealand East, like I said, that really got us going, I think. And our guys realized, hey, we could be pretty good. We just got to clean some things up. Well, Coach, this season you've put up 424 points as a team, including 143 in your last three games. Defensively, though, you've allowed just 21 over your last three games. You feel like your defense is playing their best football right now? Well, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've sort of hung our hat on, on defense around here since I've been the head coach. And, and um, you know, and that that's been one of the things we've really sold to our kids is is the team concept of defense and everybody doing their job. I know it's a coach's cliche to say, "Hey, just do your job," but but it, it really is that way. I mean, I think there's so much defense out there that see ball, get ball, and that's not what our defense is about. Our our defense is about every single guy on that defense has a certain key to read. And if all guys read their keys and react properly, then we're, we play very well. If they don't, we, we don't, you know. And, um, you know, but we've been very strong on defense. Joel Passanaugh is our defensive coordinator. Um, he's outstanding. Um, and, uh, you know, and that, and that is no question the strength of our football team. Let's talk about last weekend's victory over White Hill. You guys with no problems with them, 42-7 to the final. Uh, time possession looked like it was fairly even, although you dominated in total offense, 439-236. to Tell me a little about that game from your eyes. Well, I mean, White Hill's a good football team. They've got some good skill. You know, they're, they're a uh, double-slot beer team, and they want to run the football. That's what they, that's what they do. Um, and... They have a couple really nice athletes. They've got a, uh, a good-sized fullback who I think finished fifth in the state in wrestling last year. Uh, quarterback's a nice athlete, and so they love the fullback trap. They want to run those things, and so we did a nice job. They had a couple new wrinkles that we had to adjust to that they got some uh, plays on us on, 
but um, you know, overall it was a it was a good performance. Offensively, we came out fast. Defensively, came out fast. Had a little lull there, late second quarter, and into the beginning of the third, and then then we got going and, and really played well. So um, it, it was a great it was a great win for our seniors to win a third district title in a row. Well, talking about your defense earlier on, uh, you look at some of those guys and your leaders and tackles, three guys with four and a half plus tackles uh, between Hines, Jopic, and Moore. And those guys, you know, the big guys are getting it done. Yeah, I mean, I think the the big thing for us is anytime you want to be good on defense, you got to build through the middle. And Eddie Hines, our nose guard, is, uh, you know, a really, really good player. Um, really good kid, uh, works very hard, and, um, you know, Ben Jopic is as good as it gets. Um, he is a, you know, a senior that has, you know, as a junior, you know, really only started our five playoff games, came into the season kind of hampered by some injuries and um, kind of fought through those things. We kind of pulled him back because we knew how good he could be but really didn't play much in the regular season last year as a junior and then started every game in the playoffs for us and had a heck of a year. And then, you know, came back, he battled some injuries, had a broken collarbone, those types of things in the spring, and has really worked hard to get himself back. And he's had one heck of a year, you know. And and those those couple guys right there in the middle, Kyle Tepper's another inside linebacker, um, you know, that – you know, again, those two guys are, have been a, a really good tandem inside. And then Matt Moore and, and Ethan Lotter are outside linebackers. And, um, you know, Ethan, Eddie, Kyle Tepper, first-team all-conference players, Ben Jopic, um was not. He's a uh, honorable mention selection, which was probably the most disappointing thing that I've, <laughs> I've seen. But, uh, but again, um, yeah, really good in the middle there. And I think that's where any good defense starts. Talking with Todd Colster, head coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Coach, when you are the defending state champs, uh, a lot of people will put a target on your back. You know, you're going to get everybody's best effort night in and night out. Have you felt that? And if so, how's your team handled it? Yeah, I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty typical. And we, we talk about that as a team. I mean, it's not, you know, the nice thing is in our conference, um, our conference, I, I think, um, we've established ourselves as a team that is going to be in the upper echelon of our conference every year, um, and teams really want to knock us off. Whether we won the state title or not, that that really doesn't change, and our kids understand that. You know, we've, um, you know, they they understand people are good, they're going to get their best, and when you watch film, sometimes the film doesn't always dictate what we're going to see. Uh, not only schematically, but also effort-wise. And so our kids, that's one thing we preach a lot is we've got to be mature, we've got to grow up, we've got to understand these things. And uh, the better we are at that and the quicker we understand those things, the better uh, results we're going to have. Let's talk about Escanaba. You've got coming up this weekend. You've only played them twice in school history, but they've come in the last two years. Tell me what you know about them and what to expect on Saturday. Well, I'll tell you what to expect. A well-coached football team and a group of kids that play their tails off. I mean, they that that's what that's what our kids expect. That's what I expect. Um, it's not going to be any different than the last two years. Those kids played their tails off. They were well-coached. Um, our kids have a ton of respect for them. 
and, and who they are and what they stand for. I'd like to think our programs are similar that way, that are built on toughness and mental toughness and, and, and playing hard. Um, and so I know that of them. Um, I think the last two years, if you just look at a score standpoint, you say, uh, it's kind of lopsided. Well, the games weren't that lopsided. If you saw the games, they weren't that lopsided. Um, you know, and so that's one of the things I think for us is, um, you know, we understand that. Um, and I know Escanaba and their team understands that too. So maybe the fans and the people outside don't, but, but both of our teams do. So um, I'd say they're a little different than maybe the last two years. Um, I think they have more dynamic players on the perimeter than maybe what they've had. They've been a smash-mouth football team, and I still think that's what they want to be. But they have the ability to make some plays on the perimeter. And maybe the last couple years, that ability hasn't been as strong as it is this year. And so um, I, I, I don't know what Dave thinks up there. I, I, you know, I, I think this is a, a really good football team. I, I think it's probably the best one of the, the couple times that we've played. Talking with Todd Colster, head coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck against Escanaba. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have more coming up after this on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. We continue with our high school football preview for this weekend, and we look over to eight-player football, and Augre Sims will be taking on Pickford this weekend as they look to punch their ticket to the championship game. We're joined by Augre Sims head coach Chad Zion, his team 11-0, taking on undefeated Pickford. Coach, congrats on your win last week. Congrats on a great season so far. Tell me a little about how last week transpired in your victory against Deckerville. Well, thank you, Tanner, for allowing me to be on today. Um, I appreciate it. Um, uh, kids really came out really strong from the beginning, and I think that was it was pretty crucial. Um, there, you know, we've never had the opportunity to, to have a playoff win up until this year. Um, and so there was still a lot of question marks of, of whether or not we belong here and, uh, you know, what talent level we have. Um, don't necessarily see Deckerville a whole lot. So even some common opponents, there was a lot of question marks about. Um, and, you know, so when we started off pretty strong, I think it was kind of a convincing, hey, you know, we can play and we do belong here. Um, so that fast start really helped us out. Well, you had a 
26-point first quarter and then 50 points by halftime. You outscored them in each of the four quarters, and the 72 points that they allowed is the most for them in program history. Tell me what you guys were able to do offensively and if that hot start gave you some confidence moving forward. Um, you know, we were able able to mix it up pretty good. Uh, we had a lot of different people who really stepped up, and, and I think, once again, it was that focus of, you know, we knew we were playing a, a team that had been in the state championship two out of the last three years and has been one of those premier teams in eight-man football that, you know, a lot of teams like to gauge themselves by. And um, I, I think that people really raised their game overall across the board. And um, so we had a good balance of that. Um, so we were able to throw the ball a little bit when we needed to. We were able to run the ball with some good success. Um, had some, you know, pretty good speed at our running back spot with Ryan Schweiderson. Um, and, you know, what, with him being able to find that little crease, um, a lot of times he's, he's tough to stop when he gets in that open field. So uh, we just had a lot of people who really stepped up and contributed on both sides of the ball. Well, you bring up Ryan, 13 touches for 150 yards, including four scores. His shortest touchdown run was 23 yards. His others came from 28, 30, and 35. He's explosive. Tell me what he brings to the table. He is. He's very explosive. Um, you know, it's been a long time since we've had a running back like Ryan. Um, he's not a real big kid. He's, you know, rather uh, kind of wiry, um, but he's got great speed. He's a hard runner, um, has got some nice vision. Um, he just he really allows us to to spread the field in a lot of different ways, you know. Because once he hits that little crease in the middle, um, he's gone. And a lot of times, those teams who are maybe playing man to man are are busy and occupied with wide receivers, where um, it, it's tough to catch him. But he also has that speed uh, to go around the corner and turn the corner and make it difficult, also. Well, and he's complimented in the backfield by Xander Fortin, 146 yards for him, including two rushing touchdowns. He also caught a 27-yard touchdown pass. And Caden, 13 completions for 164 yards, threw for two scores, ran for another two. Tell me what those guys do to help generate your offense. You know, it's that same thing. It's that flexibility. Um, Xander is just a real good all-around athlete. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. Um, you know, we've been able to spread it out with him uh, where, we, where we mix in some different run and work in different, you know, some different pass plays. Um, and it just gives us that flexibility where I think it's, it gets difficult to be able to defend because uh, if by chance Xander's having a little bit of an off night, then Ryan usually has kind of kicked it in or vice versa. So I think having that flexibility to be able to do different things rather than just be a, we're just a passing team, just a running team, has really made it a little bit difficult and has opened up things on both sides, on, on both ends there. Well, Coach, before we talk about this week's matchup, I want to go back to something you said earlier and how you're starting to change the uh, culture of that program over there in Gray Sims. Uh, you said it was your first chance to win a postseason game earlier this year. You look back at 2015, and your team was 2-7, and a couple of 2-7 and seven since 2013, and suddenly you're 11-0, and the most wins in a season in school history. Tell me what you're seeing and how that's uh, – rewarding for you from a coaching standpoint coming into fruition how you're changing the program yeah um you know and, and we have had a lot of success in the last couple of years and and i'd love to say that all of a sudden I'm, I'm changing the program or doing something different than i've done um i'm not i'm not a different coach than i was when i was two and seven uh, really it's the players and i i think so many times uh uh, people like to say, oh, geez, you know what, well, that coach does a great job, and all of a sudden that great record comes along. But great players make great coaches, and um, I've got a great group of kids. Um, I, you know, you can say that every year that I've got a good group of kids, but this truly has been a fun group of kids to coach. Um, they're hard workers. They do well academically. Um, they're good uh, good kids in regards to NHS and uh, making decisions. And so it just it's really been enjoyable because it's a great group of kids. Um, you know, they really like playing for the team. 
And um, you know, sometimes you can say that they're team players, but these guys, these guys really happen. You know, they step up and they do the role that they're asked to. Um, sometimes they're starting, sometimes they're not, and sometimes they're they're the all star and getting all the accolades. When all of a sudden the next week they're not because the team decides to to make some adjustments, um, and and they've been accepting of those roles. And so that's been a, a lot of fun just having the opportunity to coach a great group of kids like this. Well, this season you started playing your third different conference since 2014. Tell me what it was like moving over to the Midwest Conference. Um, it was different. Um, even just making the transition from 11-man football to 8-man football this year was was unique. Uh, you know, usually every year in 11-man, I can tell you, yep, uh, we're facing this team and they're going to run this offense and they're going to run this defense. Uh, this year we had nine new opponents and I had no clue what we were going to see offensively and no clue what we were going to see defensively, um, which kind of added a little bit more to it. It's almost like every week we were playing a playoff team um, just because it was something new and it was something different than what we've seen for from years in the past. Um, so that really made it pretty special. Um, the transition overall was pretty good. Um, you know, we, we made some nice transitions offensively where um, some things that just made it pretty simple, and that one maybe wasn't quite as much of a difficulty as far as transition-wise as to what it was on the defensive side of the ball where, um, you know, traditionally we've been a zone uh, defense type of team, and I had always heard about, yep, yeah, an eight-man football teams are man-to-man. Um, and for us that was difficult because we had been a zone team, and so uh, that was a little bit of a transition for us, but overall it's been, you know, we did pretty well with the transition over. Offensively, you guys have been rolling. Your lowest output in a single game was 50, and you've only allowed more than 12 points once this season. That was in your most recent game against a team that has spent a lot of time down at Ford Field posting four shutouts. Tell me what you're doing right on the defensive side of the ball. And like you said, it's been an adjustment for the guys. Tell me how they've handled it and progressed through the season. You know, they've done well. Um, And I think that we, you know, I would like to think that we've gotten stronger each week. the uh, the zone the zone to man coverage change has been a little bit of a transition where you know we're used to doing some things a little bit differently and reading different people but um, I've got an athletic group of kids and when you've got an athletic group of kids uh, the man to man defense works out pretty well um, so once again I'd like to say that it's a, a these big changing uh, changes we've made from a coaching staff and making all these adjustments but um, basically we've got a lot of good athletes right now and so they have really made things a lot easier in, in the transition over. Talking with Augre Sims head coach Chad Zion. Coach, tell me about this week's matchup when you get Pickford, a team that's also 11-0 entering play. Yeah, they're 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 strong. Um, you know, they've got uh, the ability to run the ball, and I think they like to run the ball a little bit more first. Um, you know, a lot of things right through their quarterback. Um, but they've also got the, the ability to pass the ball on a nice big 6'8 wide receiver slash tight end um, who does a lot of special things and makes it extremely difficult. Um, they do a nice job of moving him around to different positions and um, getting him the ball in different aspects and really utilizing his skill set. And, um, and he's tough. Um, you know, there's, there's only so many things that you can do to stop him. You know, hopefully it's one of those things where we can contain him. Um, their line does a nice job blocking. They've got some nice-looking linemen who move well. And um, so they, they create a lot of different problems for, uh, for us defensively and offensively. They haven't been held below 38 points this season. It looks like a game that could very well be an offensive shootout. What kind of scheme do they run offensively that makes them so potent? Um, they run various different things. Uh, you know, they run a lot of uh, uh, double tight type of situation where they got their whole five internal linemen and um, and use their quarterback as a as a running back and and he does a, a real nice job and they they work some nice play action off of that too, um, where they get their their receivers into a, in some real good spots where you know they pound the ball pound the ball and are able to to set up some nice things and 
boom, all of a sudden over the top, and, and they've got big plays. And so they've, they've got a real nice package that they've put together. Um, but I, all of that is established first off after, you know, after that running game. They allowed 42 points in last week's victory over Sutton's Bay. They won 48-42, but that points allowed total, the highest that it's been in any game all season. Did you see any weaknesses Sutton Bay exposed? Maybe you want to try and build on? Um, not a lot, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> hoping to see a little bit more, but they're just a, a good, solid all-around team. Um, they've got some good athletes, and um, they mimic us in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, we, we have some kids who are pretty athletic, and they're not real big, but they move around well and they hit well. Um, so some of their kids who are, you know, 145, 150-pound kids are tough kids. And, um, you know, they play tougher than 150 pounds. And so, you know, it would be nice to be able to say, boy, I think that we can really take advantage of this or that. Um, I, I, I don't see a whole lot of weaknesses, so I think a lot of times it's just going to come down to execution. And um, part of it may be the weather, um, which I don't know who that really, uh, you know, as far as style-wise, if that's going to help us more or if it's going to help them more. But I think the weather is going to play a factor how things have changed for our Gray Sims over the last few years, and it's got to be a special thing for the community to come out and be a part of. Tell me how the community's been behind you as they make your run here to the semifinal. It's been awesome. Um, they've been phenomenal. It, it, it's been a real neat experience. You know, we um, don't always get necessarily a whole lot of accolades and a lot of travel and a whole lot of support. We've had good community support um, throughout, um, but to have this where all of a sudden now we're getting contacted from individuals that live in Georgia and North Carolina and want to help the program by, you know, buying a team dinner or supporting us in other ways and just, um, you know, uh, you know, words of, of encouragement and cards and some different things like that. It's been really neat. Um, it's just neat to see all kind of the whole football family of years extended back, coming back and saying, hey, you know what, this is awesome. We weren't able to do this. Um, we love seeing you guys, to, you know, be able to do this. You know, what can we do to help you out? Um, it, it's just been neat, and the kids have really enjoyed it and really realized about how important it is and, the, you know, they're playing for themselves, but there's also that big picture also. Coach, as always, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Chad Zion is the head football coach at Al Gray Sims. The Wolverines 11-0 taking on the unbeaten Pickford Panthers. Something's going to give. Those two squads will square off on Saturday as they battle for a trip to the state championship game, which will be next Saturday right here in Marquette, hosted at NMU Superior Dome on the 17th. We've got great football still up here in the UP and play to go over left on this coach's show. We're coming back at you after this on ESPN-UP and ESPN-UP app. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Savings is in the air at the UP Catholic Credit Union. In addition to our outstanding savings and loan rates, we're offering three Certificate of Deposit specials. We have a 13-month certificate for 2.02% annual percentage yield, 19 months for 2.52% APY, and a 25-month certificate for 2.68% APY. Stop by any branch to take advantage of this great offer. If you live, work, go to school, or worship in the Upper Peninsula, you're eligible to be a member. 
Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Time now to talk Pickford Panther football with head coach Josh Rader, his team coming into the semifinal matchup on Saturday with a perfect 11-0 record, ranked number one in the state. Coach, going back to last week's game against Sutton Bay, your team uh, got out to the first score of the game, but then trailed going into halftime, and the Norsemen actually took a 28-14 lead at one point in the third quarter before your team reeled off 20 straight points. Tell me a little about last week's game and what you guys learned from it. Well, last week's game, you know, was a, it was a physical game, and, uh, you know, we started off, from, you know, doing a good job just driving down the field, but then we sputtered on a few drives, um, and uh, they were playing some great defense uh, and doing some, and some good things for the, uh, as well, and uh, they were a good team, uh, like I said, a physical team. And uh, then in the second half, we got things rolling a little bit. Uh, we adjusted some of our blocking schemes, uh, the way we were blocking stuff, and, uh, and we were able to uh, start rolling some points up on the board. Uh, you know, we take a lot from it. It just shows that in eight-man football, uh, there's a lot of scoring that goes on. And uh, it doesn't matter what the score is. Uh, you know, you can come back or, or pull away one way or the other, you know. What were some of the adjustments that you made at halftime? Well, just as far as uh, the way they were playing their defense with their defensive ends, uh, you know, and uh, so we just kind of uh, we manipulated the hole a little bit, uh, moved some guys around in different spots and, and kind of messed with the, their defensive scheme, how they were playing us. And by doing that, uh, it gave us some mismatches that uh, we were able to take advantage of. Well, Coach, this is your fourth straight season in which you've gotten to the playoffs. Now that you've got guys that have gone through the program, they've gone from freshman to senior, and they've been part of the playoff teams before, how much has that helped them having that experience? Oh, you know, it's been a great experience. You know, you try to draw uh, even off the previous year as far as your playoff runs, and you want guys that, uh, that have had that type of experience. And uh, so even though we're a young team, we only have two seniors on our team this year, um, we, uh, we have experience because a lot of these guys played uh, deep into the playoffs last year as sophomores. And so, uh, so of that experience, you can draw on that. Well, Coach, your team has been held below 45 points just once this season. Tell me what makes your offense go the way it does. You know, we, we got we got we got a lot of athletes, which obviously always helps uh, with putting the uh, score up, scores up on the board, and, and uh, a lot of balance. You know, we're able to run the football, we're able to throw the football, so it makes it really difficult uh, for eight-man defenses, which are already at a disadvantage to start with. And so, by uh, that just having that advantage, uh, we try to uh, put our guys in position where it's one-on-one uh, or in the open field, so that uh, uh, so that they can make plays. It's just a matter of putting your athletes in positions where they can make plays. Uh, themselves. Well, on the other side of the ball, your team hasn't allowed more than three scores uh, just once this season. That was last weekend against Sutton Bay. What's uh, what's going on with your defense? What makes them tick the way that they do? Well, you know, it's everyone just being aggressive and flowing to the ball. Uh, our defensive front is really tough, uh, and then our linebackers as well. Uh, I think this year, uh, I think we've only given up probably an average, I think it's .8 yards uh, per attempt at rushing. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're real tough up front. Uh, which uh, and then everybody just flow into the ball and being aggressive, uh, and and so you know you put those together and and you're gonna you're gonna keep teams uh, from scoring. Well, let's talk about this weekend's matchup with Al Gray Sims. They are another undefeated team and they put up a lot of good numbers this season. Tell me what you expect from them. Uh, you know, just watching film of Al Gray, you can see that they have a lot of athletes on their team, uh, and uh, which you, you see the great scores that they've been putting up. They're a very similar team to us, just looking at uh, what. Uh, what they're able to do and the type of athletes that they have. And so it's going to be a big challenge uh, to, to keep them uh, out of the end zone because uh, they have so many guys that are able to make plays. School that you've never seen before, does that help or hurt maybe getting a little fresh blood here at this schedule? 
Yeah, it, it, you know, that's what's fun about the playoffs. Many times you're playing teams that, uh, that you haven't seen. Uh, so it's a little bit new. So uh, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be a period during the game where you're just kind of feeling the other team out a little bit and seeing what uh, they like to do and, and don't like to do, and they'll be doing the same to us as well. Offensively, there's a lot to like about them. They haven't been held below 50 points this year. What are they going to throw at you offensively scheme-wise? You know, they have a, they have a no-huddle offense. They go straight to the line of scrimmage, and they call the play from the line of scrimmage, so they try to, uh, uh, to get you in, in bad situations that way. Uh, and so you can expect to see a lot of, a lot of uh, passing from them. Uh, but, you know, they have a great tailback and a quarterback. So they have, you know, they have a well-balanced offense with, uh, with their running attack and with their passing game. So we're really going to have to, to be on our march. They took down Deckerville 72-28 over the weekend, another really good team that put up more points than anybody else has this season. Anything on uh, film that you've seen from that game that stands out to you? You know, they, you know, they, were, they played a great game. Uh, you can see that they came out and they were on fire right away. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, they're a team that will, will jump on you real fast. So, you know, you, can't, you don't have time to uh, take a few plays off here or there because uh, they'll exploit you in those type of situations uh, and put uh, points on the board. So we have to make sure that we're coming out uh, and on fire right away. Your team got to this stage in the tournament last year, falling to Crystal Falls Forest part by two. Tell me how much that experience has motivated you this year as you gear up for another deep run. Yeah, you know, the, the kids talked about it even at the beginning of the year. A lot of them uh, got that experience in that game. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a close game. We ended up falling short by those, by those two points. And, uh, you know, you just you use that for motivation uh, and, and uh, just to, to, to drive you to closer. We know that uh, uh, when you start to get deep into the class, there's usually a moment in the game uh, where, where everything is on the line. And so you just start to prepare for that moment. Uh, you don't know when it's going to come, but, but it'll be there at some point where there's, there's something that's going to decide what, whether that game goes your way or the other way. So you just try to prepare uh, your kids and to keep them mentally tough and motivated for that position, for that time when that, when that uh, play is going to come along. Coach, what's been the biggest difference you've noticed from moving up from Division Two to Division One this season? Um, you know, it, it, it varies from year to year, you know, depending on uh, who's in the playoffs and who's not. Uh, you know, we were... We were in Division Two last year, and this year we're the, uh, the 16th team in Division One. And uh, you know, it, it, as far as you know, play goes, you know, it all depends on which team you're playing. But uh, it's definitely been we've had, we've had some some tough competition this year. When you look at what your team has done over the last four or five years, a 32 and five record in your last 37 games. Tell me about the culture change that you're seeing there. And you know, I know there's not a lot of time for hindsight at this point of the season, but it's got to be rewarding to be able to look back and feel a sense of accomplishment. You know, it's always that's always good, uh, and and you, and you try to uh, motivate the kids that way, and it really does help your program when you're winning. Uh, you get lots more kids that are coming out. Uh, they want to be part of that winning program, uh, and winning breeds winning, and so that's what we try to do. We've got Josh Rader, head football coach for the Pickford Panthers, on headset with us. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck no, this weekend. No problem. Thank you. We continue previewing this weekend's football matchups around the state of Michigan and in the UP. We take a look at the Breckenridge Huskies with head coach Chris Robinson as his team gets set to take on Ishpeming. Coach, looking back at last week's district championship game, Johannes and Lewisburg came in. They look like a pretty good squad. They uh, finish out 9-2, and two, uh, tough task, and they got out to the early lead, and your guys were able to come back and start to pour it on them late, winning 37-12. to 12. Tell me about that contest. Well, we didn't. Uh, we didn't come out like I'd hoped to. We um, we got the ball and we drove down the field and we fumbled right at the goal line. Um, they got the ball back and took it 80 yards on us. Um, 
they did some things that we we knew they were going to do some things that were going to hurt us, and uh, we didn't just we just didn't adjust quick enough. Um, after that, we really tightened things up. Uh, we moved the ball at will on them. We had uh, over 300 yards rushing um, in big chunks. They were coming to 40, 30, 40 yard uh, chunks. So we made some adjustments. We took care of the ball. Um, then going into the halftime, I got a little greedy in play calling, and we uh, threw a thrown out of our own end, and we threw a pick six. So. The score really wasn't indicative of actually how well, we, how much we dominated the game. Well, your first game of the season was a one-point victory. You reeled off five straight shutouts after that. You have not lost this season. Tell me what uh, it's been like for your squad as a whole and why the Huskies are having so much success. You know, uh, we link some conditioning to whether or not they get shutouts. So the kids are always trying a little bit harder to get shutouts because they don't want to do some uh, Monday work. Um, but, you know, it's been a fun ride with uh, defense. Defense has playing, been playing two really well um, we've got a new defensive coordinator this year Isaac Gregory in his first year and he's just doing a phenomenal job getting the kids ready um, but we we have some good quality kids on the defensive side of the ball well I mean they all, they play both ways but uh, when you have eight eight total shutouts in a year so far uh, that says a lot about our team when your offense has been getting it done too your lowest point total in a single game is 19 tell me what you guys are doing well offensively you know we run the beers so we, we've got triple option look um got a four-year starting quarterback and Carter Staley and a four-year starting uh, running back and Hunter Collins um, you know and so they've been around the veer and they they have a understanding of when to pull the ball when to give the ball um, but the reason you bring those guys up as freshmen is for this year right here and so they've been doing a great job in the backfield and we've got big big aggressive uh, physical offensive line and that always helps when they were 0-9 their freshman season, they stuck with the program. They brought them to the playoffs the next year and every year since then. Tell me what it's been like seeing those guys continue to develop and progress all the way from uh, when they're freshmen to when they're seniors, not just from a performance standpoint, but I know as a coach you put a lot of time into those guys. Yeah, uh, they do. They, they've been it's, it's such a good group uh, that my senior class, there's uh, – there's 11 of them on the football team, and they're just a good group of kids that work ridiculously hard in the weight room. They're very driven. Uh, they've they've been successful the whole way through the youth program, and they expected to be that way um, when they got to high school. It just took a little bit longer than maybe they were hoping. Um, but I, I can't say enough about my group of seniors. Just a great group of kids, uh, fun to be around, fun to coach. Uh, they're very coachable. Uh, they get along well with everybody, and they're great leaders for the rest of our squad. Last season, you played in Division Seven. Once you got to the postseason, you're in Division Eight this year. Are there any noticeable differences between the two? Um, really, not at this point. Uh, I mean, I guess if we get a hand to do us uh, on Saturday, will there be really no difference? We make it to a regional final game, but no. Uh, it is for our kids. I know uh, we're because we're firmly Division Eight, and we're going to be firmly Division Eight from here on out. Um, they they like it. they appreciate playing schools our own size. You know. Um, Oh, Beaverton last year, they were in our district, and they were uh, just about the biggest team in Division Seven. We were just about the smallest team. So, I mean, there's really noticeable differences in just when they're pulling from that many kids, but uh, we like where we're at. I think we're a Division Eight school, and that's where we belong. Talking with Breckenridge head coach Chris Robinson, tell me about Ishpeming. You got them coming up on Saturday. What do you notice about them? Yeah, well, I've been saying this all week. Is uh, They are, I think they're our carbon carbon copy in the UP. They have a big offensive line, a physical offensive line. They play very physical defense. Um, they've got a good uh, veteran leadership in the backfield. They're fast. Um, I, I think this should be a good tight ball game. What do they like to do offensively as far as a scheme? 
Uh, they they run the ball. Um, I guess it was it's kind of a single wing, but they direct snap it, um, and they run the ball. They run the ball very effectively, and they'll take their chances, uh, take their shots occasionally, throwing the ball. How about defensively? What do they look like? Um, big, tough, physical. Uh, it's tough. It's a little bit tough to tell because nobody up there really runs what we do, so it's kind of hard for us to gauge how they're gonna come out and line up against us, but they've got a great linebacking core. Their defensive line is uh, phenomenal, um, and their secondary is very solid. Do you notice a different style of play when you have to play teams from the UP compared to downstate? Absolutely. It, it's, uh, it, it's really quite striking. I mean, you would think that uh, you know, the same state and this day and age, people be doing similar things, but it's, it's very striking, the difference between UP football and uh, lower peninsula football. Tell me what you guys need to do on your side of the ball to take care of business. If we um, play physical like we've been playing all year, if we take care of the ball, limit our mistakes, and just take care of us, uh, we should be okay. Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Once again, we thank Coach Raider and Coach Robinson for coming on headset with us and giving us the lowdown, what we need to know ahead of their matchups on Saturday. High school football up here in Michigan, the UP, everything around it. This is a great time of the year as some tickets are going to be punched, whether it's to the Superior Dome, to Ford Field. They're going to start coming this week and next. Pickford, of course, playing for a trip to the state finals, which will be at the Superior Dome next Saturday. Right here in Marquette, we will crown two eight-player championships in Division One and Division Two. Pickford trying to take down Augre Sims in a battle of two teams that are unbeaten. One has to take their first loss. Something's got to give. Pickford comes in ranked number one in the state. Can they live up to that ranking? They survived last week a six-point victory over Sutton's Bay. Can they do it again? Taking on the Wolverines. And, of course, you heard from them earlier in the show. You heard from Jeff Olson to start the hour about what Breckenridge will bring to the table, Chris Robinson. That's going to be an absolute slugfest. One o'clock kickoff on Saturday in Ishpeming. Long trip for the Huskies. Lower Peninsula teams, they hate traveling up to the UP more than UP teams hate traveling down there. Long bus rides either way. But UP players are accustomed to it. And Breckenridge, you wonder what kind of advantage or disadvantage that puts on for either team. Breckenridge is going to be making a long trip up. Ishping getting to host this game with the winner on to the state semifinals, trying to punch that ticket to Ford Field. Once again, hope you enjoyed this program, the broadcast, as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. We get you geared up for game day. All kinds of football involving the state of Michigan and teams in the UP. Ishpeming. Pickford and Escanaba all trying to move on in the postseason. Wishing all the best and thank you once again to all the coaches that took the time and talked with us this hour. We have got plenty coming up throughout our time here on ESPN-UP. Hope to keep you tuned right here to ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app, which, by the way, is available for free. A link on our website. You can get to it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Get it. And download it, get that content that is uh, available exclusively on there. You get free ESPN nationally syndicated broadcast, whether that be an athletic event, whether that be a talk show. Again, Stephen A. Smith, Will Kane, Golick and Wingo, the Dan Levitard show with Stugatz, just a few of them that are out there. And you got our shows, Sports Pen, 
coaches shows, Westwood Patriot Athletics, all of it's on demand as well. And it helps you get linked up to our Facebook and Twitter. Find us on social media. Give us a like, give us a follow at ESPNUP. That does it for this hour. Once again, Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for tuning in to WZAM Ishpeming Marquette. I'm signing off, and we'll talk at you again soon.